0: Welcome to episode 96 of the Experiencing His Victory audio blog with Terry Tinder. This is the place where I read the blog, so you don't have to. Today I'll be reading, What Does a Believer Have Authority Over? Part 4 from ExperiencingHisVictory.com, where we're pursuing life as God intends it to be. Raise the Dead Have you ever laid your hands on a dead person and prayed that he or she would come to life? I have, multiple times. If you're thinking, that's impossible, you're right if you're attempting to do it in your own strength. But with God, all things are possible. We see three examples of Jesus raising the dead in the scriptures. Let's look at the three events and see what we can learn about raising the dead. Jesus raised the dead. A Twelve-Year-Old Girl When Jesus had crossed over again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him, and so he stayed by the seashore. One of the synagogue's officials named Jairus came up and, seeing him, fell at his feet and implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter's at the point of death. Please come and lay your hands on her. So that she will get well and live, and he went off with him, and a large crowd was following him, and pressing in on him while he was still speaking. They came from the house of the synagogue official, saying, "Your daughter has died. Why trouble the teacher any more?" But Jesus, overhearing what was being spoken, said to the synagogue official, "Do not be afraid any longer, only." believe. And he allowed no one to accompany him except for Peter and James and John, the brother of James. They came to the house of the synagogue official, and he saw a commotion and people loudly weeping and wailing. And entering in, he said to them, Why make a commotion and weep? The child's not dead, but is asleep. And they began laughing at him, But putting them all out, he took along the child's father and mother and his own companions, and he entered the room where the child was. Taking the child by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kum, which means, Little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl got up and began to walk, for she was twelve years old. And immediately they were completely astounded he gave them strict orders that no one should know about this and he said that something should be given her to eat mark chapter 5 verses 21 through 24 and 35 through 43 a widow's son soon afterwards jesus went to a city called nain and his disciples were going along with him accompanied by a large crowd Now as he approached the gate of the city, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a sizable crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he felt compassion for her, and he said to her, Do not weep. And he came up, and he touched the coffin, and the bearers came to a halt, and he said, Young man, I say to you, Arise. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him back to his mother, his friend Lazarus. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was the Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. So the sister sent word to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. But when Jesus heard this, he said, This sickness is not to end in death, but for the glory of God, so that the Son of Man may be glorified by it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, Let's go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. This he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go so that I may awaken him out of his sleep. And the disciples then said to him, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he was speaking of literal sleep. So Jesus then said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Therefore, Thomas, who is called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, so that we may die with him. So when Jesus came, and he found that he had already been at the tomb four days. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. Martha, therefore, when she heard that Jesus was coming, went to meet him, but Mary stayed at the house. Martha then said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Even now I know that whatever you ask God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he'll rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I have believed that you are the Christ, the Son of God, even he who comes into the world. When she said this, she went away and called Mary, her sister, saying secretly, The teacher's here and he's calling for you. When she heard it, she got up quickly and was coming to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and consoling her, when they saw that Mary got up quickly and went out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Therefore, when Mary came where Jesus was, she saw him and fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews were saying, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? So Jesus, again being deeply moved within, came to the tomb. Now it was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Remove the stone. Martha, the sister of the deceased, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be a stench, for he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But because of the people standing around, I said it, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. The man who had died came forth, bound hand and foot with wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. John chapter 11, verses 1-44 through 44. Observations In each case, Jesus simply spoke a short sentence, and the person was raised from the dead. Talitha kum which translated means, Little girl, I say to you, Get up. Young man, I say to you, Arise. Lazarus, come forth. Jesus took the dead girl by the hand and spoke to her. The apostles raised the dead. Peter raised Dorcas. Now in Joppa there was a disciple named Tabitha, which translated in Greek is called Dorcas. This woman was abounding with deeds of kindness and charity, which she continually did. And it happened at that time that she fell sick and died. When they had washed her body, they laid it in an upper room. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples, having heard that Peter was there, sent two men to him, imploring him, Do not delay in coming to us. So Peter arose and went with them. And when he arrived, they brought him into the upper room, and all the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing all the tunics and garments that Dorcas used to make while she was with them. But Peter sent them all out, and he knelt down and prayed. And turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand and raised her up. And calling the saints and widows, he presented her alive. It became known all over Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. And Peter stayed many days in Joppa with a tanner named Simon. Acts 9, verses 36-41 through 41. Paul raised Judicus. On the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul began talking to them, intending to leave the next day and he prolonged his message until midnight. There are many lamps in the upper room where we were gathered together. There was a young man named Eutychus sitting on the windowsill, sinking into a deep sleep. And as Paul kept on talking, he was overcome by sleep, and he fell down from the third floor and was picked up dead. But Paul went down and fell upon him. And after embracing him, he said, Do not be troubled, for his life is in him. When he had gone back up and had broken the bread and eaten, he talked with them a long while until daybreak and then left. They took away the boy alive and were greatly comforted. Acts chapter 20, verses 7 through 12. Observations Peter knelt and prayed. We have no idea how long or what he prayed. Peter spoke a simple command, Tabitha, arise. Paul's not credited with saying anything. He embraced Eutychus, and God raised him. We're to raise the dead. Jesus is the one who said that his disciples would raise the dead. It's not something that I'm making up. He said, Jesus summoned the twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you received, freely give. Matthew chapter 10, verses 1 and 7 and 8 I told you that I have prayed for the dead. I've prayed for my brother's child who died shortly after birth. I went in the hospital room with my wife, Suzette, and we wept as we laid hands on the baby and commanded it to live. I've laid hands on two friends' daughters who were killed in a car crash and commanded them to live. Not one of them was raised from the dead. But that doesn't invalidate that Jesus gave us authority to raise the dead. I will pray for the dead to rise whenever I have an opportunity. One reason we may not be seeing more people raised from the dead is that we're not praying for it to happen. It seems to be such an incredible feat that it's hard to believe that it'll take place, and that might just be the problem. God is calling us to believe Him for the miraculous. Let's rise up to His level and experience, and see Jesus glorified through the raising of the dead. I want to leave you with just one more story. I was a brand new believer way back in 1979. My friend Jim and I were sitting at the back of the church because we were ushering that day. A lady in the congregation motioned to Jim and I and told us that a lady had passed out in her chair. When we walked up to her, she was turning blue. We rushed around the church and found a wheelchair. Someone ran to call the EMTs and we took her outside. Jim's wife, Jewel, and Suzette joined us outside to pray. There was no pulse. We were praying like crazy and nothing seemed to be happening. After about 20 minutes, we heard the EMTs pulling up in the parking lot. The lady took a deep breath and came back to life. Her first words were, why did you call me back? I don't want to be here. The EMTs took over and took her away to the hospital. A couple of weeks later, she was back in church. Do you want to know the funny thing? It seemed to be the most natural thing when it happened. We didn't have any deep revelations, goosebumps, or a major rise of faith. We prayed, and it happened. The funniest thing of all is I don't even remember asking her what went on that day. Very strange to my inquisitive mind today. Can I prove she was dead? No. I don't have a bit of medical evidence, but I do know that she didn't breathe for 20 minutes. I'm not sure what your thoughts are, but I believe that God raised her from the dead. We have authority. I want to remind you of the six areas in which Jesus gave you authority. They are, one, to become children of God. Two, to preach the gospel. Three, to make disciples. Four, to heal the sick. Five, to cast out demons. Six, to raise the dead. We'll end our time together by reading the scriptures with which this four-part series began. Remember that these are the words of Jesus. He is the one who has authorized you to do these things. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even those who believe in his name. John 1.12 Jesus summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you received, freely give. Matthew chapter 10, verses 1, 7, and 8. And Jesus came up and spoke to them saying all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I commanded you and lo I am with you always even to the end of the age Matthew 28:18 18, 18 through 20 And he appointed 12 so that they would be with him and that he could send them out to preach and to have authority to cast out demons. Mark chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. And he summoned the twelve and began to send them out in pairs and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. They went out and they preached that men should repent. And they were casting out many demons and were anointing with oil many sick people and healing them. Mark chapter 6, verse 7, 12, and 13. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will pick up serpents, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 18. And he called the twelve together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to heal diseases. He sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to perform healing. Departing, they began going throughout the villages, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Luke chapter 9, verses 1, 2, and 6. Now after this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them in pairs ahead of him to every city and place where he himself was going to come. The seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. Luke chapter 10, verses 1 and 17 through 20. Then He opened their minds to understand the Scriptures, and He said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise again from the dead the third day, and that repentance for forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in His name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. Luke chapter 24 Verses 45-47 through 47. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. Acts 1-8 See you next week. Hey, are you looking for a community of believers? are longing for all that God has available and are pursuing Him with a passion? Do you want to have insights into the invisible barriers that are standing in the way of your spiritual growth? What steps you can take to gain the freedom and healing you desire? A library of resources that focus on the practical aspects of healing and deliverance. Monthly live training and Q&A sessions video courses focusing on specific areas of healing and deliverance, encouragement and support in your walk with Christ, then I want to encourage you to head over to the Experiencing His Victory Academy. It's our three-tiered membership site that includes both free and paid memberships. In the Academy, you'll find a premium course called Healing Your Broken Heart. And what it does is it takes you through the steps of how to heal the wounds in your heart. I'm also adding new videos each week for a couple of courses. The first one's called 30 Days to Knowing Who You Are in Christ, where we study what the Bible says about who you are when you come to Christ. And the second one is 24 Forgiveness Myths Busted. There's such an incorrect understanding of what it truly means to forgive, and I want to bust some of the myths that get in the way of you receiving the healing that Christ purchased for you. So for more information, go to experiencinghisvictory.com forward slash academy. That's experiencinghisvictory.com forward slash academy, where we're pursuing life as God intends it.